0: Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. I'm Jacob Birch, Eric Steven, you're here. Hello. These have been bummer episodes.
1: Yeah, we, we said, "Hey, let's we're going to start recording every week now, or at least in, if there's news." And like, "Hey, we'll, we'll figure out uh, how to stretch arbitration talk over to, into an hour and then like another Dodger legend passed away, so we're going to talk a lot about Don Sutton today.
0: Uh, because of that in arbitration, we don't have a Dodgers rewind. Didn't want to fill it too much. Uh, we may or may not have questions from Craig. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but at the very least, we're going to talk about Don Sutton, and then we'll we'll talk about arbitration, and we'll do that after this break. As you mentioned, Don Sutton passed away um, earlier this week. Yeah, um, that was so.
1: I guess he was. Um, he lives in Rancho Mirage. Um, out in my neck of the woods, uh, old neck of the woods in um. Near Palm Springs, and I, I think he passed away at his home. Uh, I, I couldn't tell. I think it was Tuesday morning. It was overnight, Monday Tuesday. Basically, um, uh, saw so one of the reports. I believe it was the Associated Press had this that uh, he he's been battling cancer for a little bit, and I um, so that's you know obviously sad. He was seventy five, um, uh, and you know like we've it's been like so many like just. Well, like Dodgers specific losses, obviously, like this month with Tommy Lasorda and something that's that's obviously like you know um, massive. And they, they, the Dodgers actually yesterday also had a sort of a private ceremony at Dodger Stadium uh, for Lasorda, including like had his had the hearse, the coffin. They did a ceremony like with the the the. Coffin over the mound at Dodger Stadium, and then, like, all a bunch of Dodgers, like, not a, well, there's, like, a select few, maybe, like, 20 people there were total, I think, but, like, <clears throat> Justin, well, we'll get to this second. Justin Turner was their current free agent, Justin Turner, um, the only current, uh, or the only 2020 Dodger there, I believe, uh, Dave Roberts was there, Steve Garvey, Ron Say, and then, like, Eric Karros, Mickey Hatcher, Mike Sosha were pallbearers, so it was Mike Fratello. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, uh, you know, Sutton, Lasorda, uh, Sandy Scully. And then earlier in the off season there was Lou Johnson, um, Ron Parinosky, um, and Jay Johnstone. Uh, it just, like, man, it's a lot of people dying, you know, very sad time. It just seems like it was, you know, a lot of them concentrated in a very small amount of time. But, like, you look back at Sutton, right? So he's... um. It's weird, like, when I grew up, like, he was already not a Dodger uh, when I started. He was on the Angels when I started, like, watching baseball. Mm-hmm. And so um, I I knew that he was on the Dodgers before, but I didn't have, like, that connection to him. And then he, he sort of came back in 1988 uh, when he was 43, and that was his last year, and he ended up getting released in August. He actually... Uh, not it wasn't Ramon Martinez's first time up, but that was like the way to get Ramon Martinez like into the rotation, at least for the uh, temporary time being. Um, so like it was like a not a passing of the torch, but you know maybe in a technical sense because when they released him, they brought Ramon Martinez back up. So it, it, he's like like he's linked. Sutton is linked to uh, the cool part. Like I think about a, a lot of Dodgers, especially well. Um, is how uh, connected they are to the past. Like, obviously, a lot of that, there's a lot of threads that run through, like, all these years. Like, when Vince Scully's around for 67 years, when Tommy is around for 71 years, you're going to get people who are connected to the past. Like, Don Newcomb, we, he hung around uh, the stadium a lot in recent years. You see, like, uh, Steve Garvey, Ron Say around a lot. All these guys with, like... um you know, who could, who was, who were literally like ingrained in Dodger history and to the people before them. So like, um, and, and Sutton is like that in a way in that. So he started in 1966, he was 21. He, he he made the opening day rotation, um, behind uh Koufax Drysdale and Claude Osteen and like that was <laughs> when they, they the Dodgers only had I think five pitchers start a game that year and like one of them only started like eight so like those it was those four guys and like he's 21 and he's like in the rotation like all year and then he just kept pitching forever and like um so Sutton started with Koufax, Drysdale, Osteen. He ended in a rotation with Oral Hershiser, Fernando Valenzuela, and then Ramon Martinez. Like that's that's spanning like so much Dodger history. Like you know, well, all, those the four of those Kofax, Drysdale, Hershiser, Valenzuela all won Cy Youngs. You know, Sutton actually never won a Cy Young. He was top five five years in a row in the seventies, but like you know, he, he didn't have like the, the peak, like when you think of like great Dodger pitchers, it's like Koufax and Kershaw, right? That's the, the sort of, and then there's obviously others like Don Drysdale, Hall of Famer, obviously highly thought of, but like Don Sutton is like, is still a very worthy Hall of Famer. Um, and I'll, I'll get to why in a second. It's just like, it's just amazing. Like his longevity was incredible. Uh, he pitched for 23 seasons. I, you know, he actually, um. There were times when, like, he was um, skipped or something, um, but he never missed a start due to injury, um, which is crazy, in 23 years. There were, like, very few times where uh, he was, like, I think, especially early in his career, like, in the 60s, 60s, and I think Alston, he he was battling something or, or whatever, but... And was but he was a rookie then too, and like I think took him out of the rotation very briefly, but never missed a start due to injury. But just going down the list, like Sutton, uh, he holds like all the big like Dodgers pitching records. Like he has two hundred thirty three wins. He's definitely one of the
0: tricks to answering Dodger trivia questions. You have uh, pitching questions where I just need a name. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll start with Sutton because it's probably him.
1: Yeah, because he he's pitched like everything like. So the, the, the numbers, some of them are just mind boggling, like, um, uh, 233 wins, uh, like Drysdale at 209, but like Kershaw is active, right? So he's fifth with 175. So he'd need, um, what fought like, I guess four seasons of 15 wins, which is doable, but like, that's a lot, like that's a big gap, right? Um, he uh, Sutton thirty eight hundred innings thirty eight sixteen to be exact. Kershaw is tenth at the moment with twenty three thirty three. So it, I don't even know if Kershaw's going to pitch like thirty eight hundred in- innings in his career. You know that's a long time. You know seven like he's going to he's going to be thirty three this year. If, like he's not he's not going to average two hundred innings the next seven years. Like so, it, it's wild like how and and Sutton didn't play his whole career with the Dodgers too. Like. But with the Dodgers, uh, 533 starts. Kershaw's actually third in franchise history with 354. So uh, all he needs is like seven more years, and then he's got him. Uh, Kershaw will pass Koufax probably in strikeouts at some point. Um, Sutton's at 2696. Kershaw's at 2526. So a full season of Kershaw this year with 170 strikeouts could do it. Yeah. Um, but... This who knows what's going to happen this season, and you know, and technically Kershaw's a free agent after this year, so like, um, you know, think read into that what you will, but like there'll be riots in the streets if he's not pitching for the Dodgers in 2022. So I'm not worried about that right now. Anyway, uh, Don Sutton 52 shutouts with the Dodgers. Kershaw, as a point of reference, who's been obviously like the best pitcher of his generation, has 15. Um, it's just a different era, obviously, but you know. It, on one hand, too, like, Sutton also lost 181 games with the Dodgers. He lost 256 games in his career. He won 324. Um, but, like, what the old saying is to lose that many games, you have to be good enough to lose that many games, right? Like, to, to be uh, sticking around. Like, the biggest um, knock on Sutton, I think, was that he was a compiler and, like, you know, wasn't ever really dominant. Like, But I think there's a lot of value in what Sutton actually compiled. Like, there, like it's one thing to be a compiler. It's another thing to, like, be the heaviest compiler of, like, everyone. You know, like, um, so he pitched, he had 112 ERA plus, right? That's, like, it's good. It's above average. But that's for a 23-year career, and it's over 5,000 innings. <laughs> like, that that's insane. Like, um, um, I think, if I remember right, Nolan Ryan's, like, right there. I went to, all, obviously, more strikeouts and stuff, but um, it's hard. It's, like, even Steve Carlton's, like, 115 or 117. Um, it, it's hard to do that. It, it's hard to be that good for 5,000 innings, right? Like, there's only 13 pitchers who pitch that much. Uh, Sutton, he started 756 games. Um, th- it's 23 years, right? We're uh, basically just always starting, and... So it's over. It's averaged over thirty starts a year for twenty three years. There only three. There's only um, Cy Young and Nolan Ryan have more starts. This stat sort of blew my mind today, right? So even over all twenty three years of his career, Sutton averaged six point nine four innings per start, and that's like you know for his entire career. So it, right. it, it it takes into account like when he was you know sort of thumbing the ball up there at forty three, but. I look back; uh, there, a major league pitcher hasn't averaged that many innings per start since 2017. Um, now, so obviously different era, but that's still incredible. Um, then the other thing that I thought was great um, with Sutton: twenty different seasons with 200 innings. That's the most ever. Twenty different seasons with 30 starts. That's also the most ever. And it could have been 21. Uh, he was sort of he was well on pace in 1981 when the strike hit and, you know, it's not lopped off about a third of the season, but like also the big game stuff is, you know, to sort of ignore that is, is wrong. I think he did finish top five in the Cy Young for five straight years in the seventies. He started seven opening days for the Dodgers. It's not like the, the biggest thing, but it is, that's, you know, teams thought he, he was, he was good enough to do that. Uh, Only Don Drysdale, when he retired, uh, when Sutton retired, had that many. And then Kershaw since uh, broke it uh, for most opening day starts. Um, Sutton won his first five uh, playoff starts for the Dodgers. He ended his career with a 368 uh, ERA in the postseason with 15 starts. It was 334 with the Dodgers and 10 starts. He had a, uh, when he was with the Brewers, and the Brewers traded for him down the stretch in 82. And then Sutton on the last day of the season in Baltimore. Uh, out-dueled Jim Palmer. The the Brewers and Orioles were tied for the AL East, and, and Sutton won that game, and the Brewers won the division. They ended up going to the World Series. Um, Sutton actually helped them in the ALCS to come back. Um, he uh, Sutton pitched in four All-Star games. Uh, he pitched eight innings and allowed nothing, no runs. Uh, he was the 1977 All-Star game MVP. That obviously you're not going to say, like, well, he should be a Hall of Famer for that, but it's it's a thing he did and he, you know, uh, he was on, you know, baseball's biggest stage, uh, against, you know, the, the biggest stars in the game. He did excellent. He had five one hitters in his career. We'll get to that a little later. Um, the two sort of quotes that stood out, I was looking as, a, when I was writing about it yesterday, um, uh, both are from Sutton. Uh, when he won his 300th game, w- this was with the angels in 1986, um, with a complete game, by the way, he was 41. Uh, he said, I'm an unspectacular grinder who stayed around for 21 years and did his part with, you know, that's sort of how he viewed himself, very workmanlike. Um, and then uh, there was another quote from him. Uh, I think this was I don't know if this was in his Hall of Fame speech or later, but he said, all I wanted was to uh, to be appreciated for the fact that I was consistent, dependable. And you can count on me. And like for 23 years, you could absolutely count on Sutton. And uh, he was a very worthy Hall of Famer and very, very sad that he's gone.
0: One of the very few people to have his numbers retired by the Dodgers. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, another one. Two, two, two passed away within a week or so of each other. Really, really hard to take.
1: Yeah, it's been a rough. It's been a rough month, rough offseason for that. Um, I do, mm-hmm. I do, I do have a Don Sutton related trivia question. If you would like to, yeah, partake in some fun trivia. Yeah, always good right, to embarrass so, me. I mentioned those five one-hitters uh, that Don Sutton had disappeared. That's actually the most in Dodgers history. But if you expand it to count no-hitters, so like the most games of zero or one-hit allowed, mm-hmm. and this is for complete games only. Sandy Koufax had six. He had four no-hitters, two one-hitters. So um, there are six other Dodgers with multiple complete games of zero or one-hit. Okay. This is this is just L.A. Dodgers. So. Sure. Uh, trimmed out all the Brooklyn people. Um, how many can you name?
0: We'll find out after this. How many Dodgers with multiple zero or one hit games can I name? LA Dodgers can I name? Um, so I, I have a list written out. We'll see how uh-huh. many. I did not write six down. I wrote five names down. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, Clayton Kershaw.
1: That is correct. He had two. Yeah.
0: I didn't think it would be very many, but I, I did think he did. Uh. Uh, Ramon Martinez
1: no and I'm uh, you, you He just. Know,
0: I <laughs> thought I would know st- he has one
1: <laughs> yeah well I say he has the no hitter so like and I, I'm just looking at this list right now and he yeah it's just the it's just the no hitter for him
0: okay uh checkbox x Don Drysdale
1: uh Drysdale somehow it did not how like <laughs> I, 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 I'm actually surprised I am I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this um I don't. Did he not have one? <laughs> oh no, he had one. He had one. Okay. One a uh, one-one hitter.
0: Okay, that's weird. wild. That's weird. <laughs> uh, I yeah. Um, Fernando.
1: <laughs> Fernando had just the no hitter. One.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, Claude Osteen.
1: Claude Osteen. Man, I don't believe so. <laughs> right, uh, I'm, just, I'm looking. To, he didn't. Oh, he did have one. one right. uh, I one give
0: hitter. up. I'm tapping out. <laughs> okay,
1: so uh, we'll start with the folks with three. Um, Bob Welch, all mm-hmm. three uh, one-hitters. Um, Jerry Royce had two one-hitters <sighs> and a no-hitter. Um, then let's see. Uh, okay, then the rest have two. Uh, saving that one for last. Uh, oh, no. Uh, uh, so Oral Hershizer. Uh, uh, no, he it,
0: was the name. The other name I meant yeah. to write down, and I just forgot. Didn't get to it because I knew I would he forget. Had,
1: he had two one hitters. Hideo Nomo had a one hitter, and you and may no, have heard of the, 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 the no, no hitter. hitter. Yeah, Coors Field. My favorite one, though. Odalis Perez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. T- take that, Don Drysdale. I was yeah. really
0: good with Odalis Perez and yeah. MVP baseball. Thank you very much. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, what a what a classic.
0: That was a game where they, uh, that era of games, they were really generous with how many pitches they would give a guy. Like, well, he threw a forkball once, so therefore. Oh, he so he has he's a, like a, a great pitch repertoire for <laughs> <ball. laughs> Sure. Um, uh, okay. That's a bummer that I only got one. I thought yeah. for sure, uh, at least Drysdale would give me one.
1: And honestly, till you said it, it didn't register that he wasn't one of the 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 people (laughs) too. And I was like, wait, I don't see his name on there. That's why I that's why I was momentarily stunned.
0: Well, in (laughs) other recent news, it was uh, is it your is this your? I don't want to say favorite because obviously you know actual baseball and playoffs and all that are probably your favorite. Yeah, but do you think you enjoy this? Is this like your? joy over replacement level like you like arbitration more than mo- almost anyone else that i know at least
1: i i like that i like it to a point um i i enjoy that part of the offseason i enjoy it infinitely more than uh the rumor mill uh mm-hmm. or just because there's so much like nothing out there and like it's true. and just people like waiting to hear any semblance of news so they'll cling to like any sort of mention um on of, of a rumor and be like well and it then it becomes canon that the dodgers are in on x you know player and then it then it becomes like self-referential um where later someone will be like well i heard the dodgers were in on him but you're just ref like referring to a previous thing that was sketchy in the first place and then it just becomes this weird game of telephone and i hate it but yeah arbitration i like um just looking back at comparable players, I I still haven't like really. I need to like talk to people who have gone through it, and uh, like uh, people in like the front office. That, and I haven't got around to ever writing about this, but I want to get their like input because there's a lot I I don't know about it, you know. And you're but it's all based on like comparables, and so you can get a, a rough idea of how players go through. But then also, it's all it's, a lot of it. It's not the free market. Obviously, but it's it's somewhat tied to that, like how teams act. You'll see, like a lot of players gotten on tender because they were projected to earn more in arbitration, and it's a market now where um, teams aren't paying much for players as free agents as they normally would. I think so that affects that in a way. So it's it's a bit weird right now. Um, but that said, um, so the Dodgers had coming into last week, they had seven. Uh, players still eligible for arbitration. Uh, the big, the two biggest ones they took care of, uh, or they uh, for one year deals at least. Bellinger, sixteen point one million, which was a big raise from uh, last year when he got ten point five. That was a record at the time for a um, super two, like first time eligible. Now I don't, I, I caught myself. I said like that's a big raise. I don't like when it's framed that way because it tends to like downplay like that's the whole nature of it like you of course it's gonna be a raise and I don't like to think of it or portray it as the team bestowing a like you know here you you pee on here's your here's your meager salary you know that kind of a thing and like any any scraps that the player can earn uh, can be uh, you know sort of discounted that way I, so I try not to present it that way but anyway like that's It's that's a high number, I think, for Bellinger in terms of, not that he's not worth it, it's just that um, it sets the stage for, like, he has two more years of arbitration left. I wrote about this in the past where he he was on a path of, like, Chris Bryant and um, uh, Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard signed a three-year deal after his first RB year um, that covered the last three RB years. Bryant went year-to-year on his, so, like, you know, Bellinger's like ahead of their pace in terms of what they earned over the four years. So, if the Dodgers were to like try to sign him to at least a multi-year deal, you have at least a rubric there. Seager was more is more of a concern in terms of he's going to be a free agent after this season. So you think maybe they might have been, you know, potentially talking about locking him up now, like they did with Mookie Betts last year. But we'll see. There's obviously a huge shortstop class next year. If it gets that far, so maybe the Dodgers try to sign him, maybe they don't. But for now, he's one year, $13.5 million. Corey Kniebel was their their sort of $5 million gamble. Uh, the Brewers were thinking about like non-tendering him and might, probably would have. The Dodgers wanted to get uh, Kniebel and, and traded a, a minor leaguer for him, Leo Crawford, and with the hope that he'd bounce back, and willing to know roughly what he'd get in arbitration, which was five and a quarter million, uh, Julio Urias uh, what is three point six million? Dylan Floro nine hundred seventy five thousand. So those are, like fairly standard, right? Like just kind of roughly what you expect. It was hard to like project this year because of the sixty game season and how they're gonna how an arbitration panel would actually view that. Do you extrapolate as if it was a full year? That kind of thing. It's hard, you know. It's hard to compare to other seasons. But, um, the the bigger story was the two players the Dodgers didn't come to an agreement with yet. Now Walker Buehler is the big name there. He's a Super Two player, uh, first time arm eligible. He had his, um he's just four days shy of three years of service time, so he's in the top percentage, top twenty two percent of the. Folks with like over two years of service, and so he gets four arbitration years instead of three. But the Dodgers also get to keep him uh, an extra year in free agency. They sort of gained that right by sending him down at the All Star break in 2018 for a week or for you know ten days, and then he fell four days shy of a full year of service time at the end of the year. So how convenient for them? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, Belanger, Belger, Bueller. Filed at uh, 4.15 million, the Dodgers at 3.3. When I looked through the comps, and admittedly it's a it's a rough view of it. I my guess was this was before the the numbers were exchanged um, that Bueller would earn three and a half million. So like it's it's and looking at the numbers like to to get to 4.15. So like Jacob DeGrom got. Um, like just over like 4.05 million in his first arb year he hadn't won the two Cy Youngs yet but he had a better track record to date than Bueller does now um so I like for that reason I think it'll be hard and the, for Bellinger to, to
0: win and the hard yeah. process do the is <laughs> are, are, are playoff considerations at all a thing
1: yeah you, you 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 just you present like all the stats like uh, and I'm just wondering any if they like contributions. <laughs> it just
0: feels so weird to like turn this into legalese, but like do those get weighted heavier just because of you know you, oh yeah you're pretty I mean, good,
1: <laughs> yeah he's been great like in, in the postseason, but like i just in terms of like you know overall the, you could. yeah it's interesting it, it's, i just wonder if those are hard...
0: heightened or not in a sort of legal labor discussion. <laughs>
1: so the other the other thing about arbitration is um once it if it goes to a hearing the hearings usually are like in the first like 3 weeks of February but this year I would imagine they might be virtual um or you know who knows what they're going to do but like and they don't get scheduled to later but um it's an it's a three person panel um and it's an either or so like friday was the exchange deadline so if players didn't come to an agreement the team filed a number, the player filed a number. The whole system is set up to like reach an agreement, like a midpoint. But a lot of teams now, and the Dodgers are sort of among this, they won't like actually say this, but they're essentially like file and trial, which means if, if you don't come to an agreement by the exchange deadline, which was last Friday, then we're going to go to a hearing with you because that this was our time to negotiate, right? It, it seems counterproductive in a way like and stubborn in a way to like i i I know andrew friedman has said in the past we don't have hard and fast rules but um like it also like promotes like actual a lot i guess the 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 reason why a lot of teams do this the file and trial thing or at least started it is because uh the negotiate the the agents would like come with like um, both sides maybe, or maybe that is this is the team's responding to the agents? So the like the agents would come at first with like a ridiculous number, and then just keep negotiating and negotiating and negotiating. And this was like the the team's way of like saying, "Let's actually do real negotiating instead of starting out at these extreme points." And like, so we'll try to whittle it down to to thing, but like not not going to waste each other's time by like just dragging this on because no one really acts till there's a deadline. <laughs> So by setting a deadline, you sort of get moves done. Um, so that said, now, so I looked this up. The first um, six years of the Freedman front office in the going into that like week of um, the exchange date for the arbitra- arbitration, arbitration. Excuse me. Um, the Dodgers had thirty players uh, in those six years. All thirty reached deals that week before the deadline. So, they it never got there was never a thing where it got tested. Now, last year there were 9 players, only 5 of them reached deals. So they had four players who exchanged numbers. Now, they say like file and trial in, like you know, they say we won't negotiate anymore, but it's what they really mean is like we're not going to negotiate on the 1-year deal. What what you can continue to do or the you can continue to technically do anything. Yeah. But if this is like a team choice thing where they'll they'll continue to talk on like multi-year deals which i argued like you know seager obviously a candidate cuz he's going to be a free agent bellinger because he's like one of your biggest stars and he's he's coming in this period where if you want to lock in like at least certainty over the four years and or buy out potential free agent years now is a good time and with Bueller sort of same thing it's it's a security thing on both sides like with his, like, smallish frame injury history, you know, locking in a certain amount could, at least through his years, even if it doesn't buy out free agency, that that, that could help both sides probably. Um, but, you know, it, last year they, they came to an agreement with Max Muncie on a three-year deal with an option, Chris Taylor on a two-year deal. Both of those signed through the end of their Arb, years. So, um, to do that, like, this year... Um, so I guess a candidate for that, that style would be Austin Barnes. Um, he also um, exchanged numbers. He, he filed at 2 million, um, the Dodgers at one and a half. Like I can see that going either way, honestly. But I, I was looking at this and I wrote about it this week. Um, um, <laughs> uh, the best like path I think for this is just sign Barnes to a two-year deal. Like, like I, I was looking at the numbers it's close. Who, which side win? I think the Dodgers would end up winning if they go to trial for one year. But like, just meet at the midpoint this year. Sign a two-year deal. 1.75, 2.25 for next year. And what that does is, it, as I wrote, it keeps the the personal catcher around for the inevitable Kershaw extension. right? <laughs> at least for the first year <laughs> of it, right? So, And then Barnes, like I said, two years before free agency. Um, so it sort of makes sense. And also it's a price where if you have to, at some point, cut bait, if he's not producing, which, you know, possible, um, and you're, like, big, high on Caber Ruiz or something, like, you could still easily move that, you know? Like, um, it's not a salary that's going to break the bank, and I think it's probably best for both sides, who knows? Um, So, like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, who knows what's going to happen, but, like, I think it's at least an option for both of those players to for the Dodgers to sign like multi-year deals, but maybe it just goes to an arbitration and they just do a one-year deal.
0: So, so kind of a scattered non bits. Uh, mostly <laughs> you, you were bemoaning the rumor mill before, but mostly in the rumor department, but we should still probably, uh, you know, take head.
1: Right. So um, now, like I mentioned, <laughs> Justin Turner was at the Lasorda thing on, um, you know, Tuesday uh, at Dodger Stadium, which sort of befits his, um, like status with the team. I think uh, the the fact that, that no other active player was no, or excuse me, no active player, active Dodger was there, um, and Turner still a free agent, like that. That's something, right? Like that's the connections obviously still there. So, um, I don't know, like that's still like an expected move that he's going to return. It's, it's going to take some time. There's been rumors that he was, you know, he wanted a four-year deal. Dodgers only offered two. Like, I don't think he's getting four anywhere. But, like, one of the teams that had interested him was the Blue Jays. And, like, they uh, apparently they haven't announced the Springer deal yet, George Springer. But they signed George Springer for six years, $150 million. There's a rumor today that Michael Brantley signed there. And, again, rumors... Uh, there was a, a rumor that he had an agreement, three-year deal, and then um it got walked back later. They actually haven't like finalized that yet, but like it seems like that could happen. So like, e- but even if it's just Springer, but if you had Springer and Brantley, like they're not going to also sign Turner. So like that takes someone out of the Turner thing. There was another like rumor. Uh, I think David Basset on Dodger Talk said this that the Dodgers are looking to sign both Turner and Marcus Simeon. Um, Peter Gammons, like, he tweets so cryptically, it's <laughs> hilarious. But, like, he said he was talking to a BB man, and that's how he typed it, so that's why I said. Um, uh, that uh, he asked where he thought Simeon would sign, and this B- BB man said uh, the Dodgers are going to sign both Simeon and Justin Turner. So, like, that's a thing that's out there right now. Um I said before we talked about this on a previous podcast where like, not that I necessarily think the Dodgers need to sign two like impact bats, but they definitely need to sign or they need to acquire two position players. Uh, Because I don't just in terms of depth, like I don't think they would go into a season with um, all due respect with Matt Beatty and Zach McKinstry as plan a being on the roster and then having to rely on the people below them to fill in the gaps. So I think you um, – and that's what would happen if you only sign, like, Turner or sign one position player. So even if it's, like, Turner and, like, bringing back Kike or if his market, like, creators or uh, Jock Peterson coming back on the uh, Kyle Schwarber deal or something like that, you know, that's – that. I think they're going to end up doing getting two people in that regard. Now, they could potentially – uh, acquire another reliever. They were rumored to be in on Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates also going to the Blue Jays. So, they like again. Th- that's that's their Justin Turner money. They they could have. Uh, they they don't really have it. So who knows? <laughs> but like again, all with rumors. Maybe the the Springer deal and potential Brantley deal gets the ball rolling on some of these position players. I guess JT Real Muto might end up going back to. Um, uh, the Phillies now which didn't seem like a possibility For a while so like it's, Things will start rolling maybe on the bigger Names uh, who knows uh, I think even, just to mention This Ken Rosenthal I think this morning said I don't I didn't see the Exact quote but it was like watch Out for the Dodgers on Trevor Bauer I think it Was said like you know Don't rule them out or something uh, But like not in the respect that they're they're Gunning for him right now But, like, you know, until Bauer signs, he's going to be rumored to go everywhere. So it's hard to, like, sort of figure that out. It's just, it's a lot of crap out there right now. And you just got to sift through it and figure out what's real and what's not. But I think um, Turner is a reasonably safe assumption that he will eventually find his way back to the Dodgers. And then who they add beside him remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, they'll probably add someone.
0: So you don't have a Dodgers Rewind for us. Uh, yep. We did talk a lot about Don Sutton, so. Uh, but you have, uh, normally you sneak a trivia question in there. I think you still have a trivia question for me because embarrassment.
1: I do. Uh, I have one more <laughs> Don Sutton. Uh, so, you know, the other thing about Sutton, like, he put, he's a Hall of Famer, obviously. It took him five years to get elected, but one of the knocks, oh, he, well, he's only an All-Star for four four years. So, like. Which is fine, but I looked at the I looked up at the uh, ugh, I looked at this. That's actually tied for the fourth most All Star appearances by a Dodger pitcher. Um so like and I was kinda surprised by that. But so Sutton's uh eight and two thirds innings uh in the All Star Game are, are second most in Dodger history. Now, there's seven Dodgers who have pitched at least five All Star Game innings in total, including Sutton how many of the other six can you name
0: this list may seem really familiar to you yep it's the the same list i tried last time almost uh kershaw
1: kershaw has six innings over uh over oh man
0: oh over six games excuse me uh koufax
1: Kofax has six innings over four games. I was actually surprised by how low that total was. <laughs> no, the that, four, the four games. From.
0: Yeah, no, that, that kind of that. I was, I thought the question was going to be five All Star games. And I'm like, uh oh, because <laughs> no. I and I actually would have bet on Koufax, I would have been a little doubtful just because like he kind of had that four core year. Um, yeah, and then uh, other years that where he was good, but I was a little nervous he would have made the the All Star game. Um, Don Drysdale.
1: But I still had the most eight games, 19 and a third innings. Oh, wow. And a, <laughs> a, a, a
0: 140 ERA, too. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so I'm three for three, is that right? Like uh, yes. The three best Dodger pitchers. Uh, hard stuff. Uh, Fernando.
1: I I'm looking back just on drysdale for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so eight games, but it's actually seven years because in 1959 they had that four year stretch where they did two All Star games. Sure, and He pitched sure. in both of them. But anyway, it's still a lot. Um, you said Fernando. Yeah, seven and two thirds innings. Uh, five games. I misspoke. Um, earlier, Don Sutton's actually third in innings with eight. So that should tell you That someone has eight and two thirds. That, <laughs> that I that I messed up. uh uh oral oral no yeah uh and and i i didn't i cut the list off at five i think he's like not far below that okay uh yeah i forgot exactly what it was um i think i'm tapping out now quitter um no i'm just kidding um let's see wait actually let me just see if i have it open i feel like i'm missing
0: one name that i really should be saying and i just can't think of it. it um, then I have a tier, you know. I could keep, I could keep wasting yeah. Dodger pitchers, but it would just be like, eh, how many he go to? I'm uh,
1: I'm gonna look. I'm looking up Hershiser as we speak before sure. I give you the other answer, just oh, because I want I and, I, and I, I did have it open in the other window. That, that's the only reason why I said that. Um, okay, so Hershiser pitched two two all star. Wow, two two all star games, three innings with a, as a Dodger. So, oh wow. Um, okay. I didn't think he would
0: be on this list, but I thought they would try. Uh, but I didn't think it would be that low.
1: Okay, so the other, the eight and two-thirds person uh-huh. uh, was Don Newcomb, four games. Oh, of
0: course. No, that, yep. Okay, I'm upset that I missed um,
1: And then Sutton, then Valenzuela, then Kershaw, who you mentioned, then Kopex, And then, a uh, person you guessed before, two All-Star games, five innings for Claude Osteen. Ah, <laughs> it's literally looking at the name. I'm like, nah,
0: I don't want to just guess names. All right.
1: For, Fernando, uh, also scoreless in seven and two-thirds. Osteen, scoreless in five. Sutton, scoreless and eight. So you're all star all-stars.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. Well, there you now, go. Yeah. So I'm refreshing my, my mailbox. Uh you did yeah. not give Craig a lot of heads up that we were recording uh, this week.
1: I yeah, because we switched to a weekly thing and I, I I always assume and I forget, and then I remembered to to text Craig thirty <laughs> minutes before we recorded. <laughs> so like sorry we don't have questions from Craig this week, but uh, I and I we actually don't even have a Dodgers rewind, but uh, I have Kofax fun facts uh, with two things that came up um, yesterday that like were both uh, shocking is the wrong word. One of them is shocking, the other one's sad, but like also kind of shocking, like um, where you're just like doing the math, like oh no, like this is actually happening. So you know, Lasorda died on January seventh. Uh, Don Sutton died on the the 19th, um, Tuesday. Um, and I was looking at, you know, the Dodgers like retired numbers, there's 10 retired numbers. And then like, wait a minute, like Sandy Koufax is the only living retired number still the only retired number. only. How do you say this? The only Dodger with a retired number who's still alive. Yeah. That's stunning. Uh, but the other thing that was more stunning, this came out, Tuesday morning uh, because it was the anniversary of Sandy Koufax getting inducted into the hall of fame in in 1972. Um, Remember Koufax retired at age 30 because of arm trouble, um, which meant when he was elected on the first ballot, by the time it was elected, it was, he was 36, uh, 36 years old. And he's been a hall of famer since 1972. So 49 years The shocking thing is that the Hall of Fame says he's been in uh, in a Hall of Fame inductee for longer than any other electee in history. Wow. 49 years. And then you think about it, you know, most players, they probably get elected around, let's say, 45 for a youngish guy, like a for sure first ballot guy who retired at 40-ish. Usually it's in your 50s or later. So, like. You know, you have to live a long time to get to that. Um and managers, you know, obviously are older when they get elected anyway, so like, man, forty nine years, that's crazy. And that's that's all we have I, today. I have two cool. questions
0: for you. I'm gonna fill in for Greg. Yes. I couldn't think of questions five in the last from Jacob. <laughs> I we were holding on, hope you would email us just in time, but I've uh yep. I've got I've got two. I've got one baseball question and one food. We had the food question. That's true. We've gone too long having food questions so my baseball question to you you're you're uh daydreaming about dodger stadium you're thinking dodger stadium the game's going on the dodgers are on defense they're in the field you look to second base who do you think of in your memory because i think you know if we were just playing the all-star you know jackie probably gets the nod but like in terms of your era like who you saw play who is sort of the most if you had to just uh, recall a like, if you just instantly thought of a Dodger second baseman manning the field, uh, who would you think of?
1: I think it's Steve Sachs.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: And 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 basically because he was first for me, like so I, yeah. I started watching in '85, like you know on a full time basis, and like so he was their second base, and it was really only four years, but the fourth year was that the '88 year, and he obviously was the leadoff guy and second baseman for. You know, who would the team that's never never going to be replaced as my favorite sports team of all time? So, like, um, I think that's that's a huge part of it, obviously. But, and, but honestly, like, they there's been a lot of like short term people, like, since. that's exact,
0: that's why I picked yeah. second base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, you know, each in their own way. Jeff Kent, you think of him as a giant more. He and was really good. So with Jeff the Kent belt. is
0: my answer, I think, combination yeah. because I didn't, like, I got into baseball at the end of his Giants career. Two, just that mustache. It's so, icon- so iconic. And similar right. to you, when I really, really started getting into baseball, um, well, it was um, just before he had signed on. So he was one of the first big free agent signings of my Dodger fandom. Uh, big I Dodger think, fandom.
1: I think it's been, like, 20 years since I got, like, a speeding ticket. So I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't stared down the barrel of a cop <laughs> wearing sunglasses in a while. So that's probably why Jeff can't yeah. it on my mind. Yeah. Um, so I, so I was just thinking about the second baseman, right? So you, and you have like the, the short, uh, grassalonic period as uh, Vin might say, uh, then there's like, you know, people sort of like filling in, in, in small bursts here and there, uh, and then you look back like Jody Reed because you know thank his agent for turning down uh a 3 year deal with the Dodgers and then settling for a bad 1 year deal elsewhere and then the Dodgers don't have a second baseman so they have to trade for Delino De Shields so maybe maybe Jody or I guess Delino De Shields would also be like because he and Willie Randolph followed Sachs. Uh, so there, yeah, it's a, it's a right. It's just, yeah, I, I have to go sacks, I think on this, but I, I I sort of, I get exactly why you would go with Kent, you know, same, same sort of reason.
0: Remember, remember Blake DeWitt? I'm surprised you didn't see Blake DeWitt. He
1: tripled, (laughs) but he, he played a lot of third too. Like that was a weird, like, yeah.
0: I think of him as at second, but all right. Food question for you. I, I have been getting into, uh, baking. Uh, uh, I'm like a year late. I realize uh, everyone got into baking and baking bread during the pandemic. I'm late, but I'm I've I've got the fever. If I had to yeah. learn one thing to bake to make to for you, you know, you come over, you need you want to bake good. What what would I bake for you?
1: It, wait, like a bread or like a I, I want
0: baked? you to be as specific as possible.
1: Oh man okay because i've been, uh, I've, been ma-
0: I've made i haven't made a cake yet because i didn't have cake flour but we just got cake flour so that's coming i would say up. Y-
1: you showed like a couple sandwiches to me like yeah. last week i've we been recorded, mostly and, baking and, like, bread our... but
0: some cookies as well
1: but like i know you're like well i made this bread and like whoa all right you're a real person um i am i'm uh, i i buy my bread because i'm lazy um <laughs> so um banana bread is what i make uh I'm think so. Actually, what I would like is um a a large soft pretzel.
0: Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to learn how to make pretzels. I'm looking at yeah. this now. How to make pretzels. Yeah. Day.
1: And and it, and I say a lot. I mean multiple. but like, Right. <laughs> yeah. No, just but yeah, that's that's a hot uh soft pretzel is wonderful.
0: I I think you know this, but maybe not. I used to work for Annie Ann's like three Whoa. months before I got laid off. <laughs> oh man! Right after the holidays. The, so I, so I actually have learned. I actually have done the twisting motion a lot. Um, uh, re- relatively, <laughs> for I, most people, not not for someone that's actually done it.
1: You know, as... the, tw- the twists and turns of the pretzel industry. Who knew? <laughs>
0: <And> uh. whitey whackers.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>, that's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, uh, all right. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, all right, this week we are done. Yep. Uh, sh- shorter episode than normal, but thanks for listening, everybody. We're gonna try to do these every week. Hopefully, there's the Dodgers will make news and not like the bad kind in, in between now and next week. But we'll see you then. Thanks for listening.